Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 125. It's one and a quarter century. I am your host, the High Priest of Conchu Ray. And if you look outside um, through your window, you'll notice it's a full moon tonight. And with the full moon, Conchu has decreed that we are doing a moon and stars segment so we will be covering Moon Knight on film in this episode, and I have a very special guest with me. I'd like to um, give a warm welcome to Caden Butera. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be on here. Yeah, I'm very excited as well, Caden. It's been it's been a while. I mean, we have been trying to align align the stars, so to speak, to t- to kind of get you yes. on. <laughs> um, right, but, yeah, I'm, I'm the worst to play phone tag with. <laughs> oh, look, no, no worries. I mean, <laughs> we both have schedules and are understandably quite busy, so um, actually we'll get into that because I know you've got, you know, you've, you sound like a busy guy with um, with the filmmaking. It's it's quite an yeah. interesting endeavour. Yeah, I got, some, I got some exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, fantastic. More or less. Fantastic. Um, well, Loonies, tonight, this is the, um, the reason why we have Caden on the show. Of course, most of you will know there has been a lot of groundswell in our community. Uh, this was uh, earlier on in the year, but Caden uh, um, wrote and directed uh, and um, cinematography as well. What do you call that, Caden? Um, uh, oh, yeah. Cinematography, you nailed it. <laughs> you c- cinematography. Uh, he created a fan film for Moon Knight, so um, uh, some of you will notice on our newsletter uh, the link there. If you have not watched it yet, I'm sure a lot of loonies have already watched it, um, but we're here to kind of review it and, and speak to the man himself all about it. Uh, it should be quite Sweet. interesting, Caden. First off, though, um, you know, just want to actually kind of get a background, because literally this is the first time we are we are speaking. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> so we're, we're coming in fresh. We're doing this over Skype. Um, so, Caden, I've noticed Paradox Studios is what this uh, fan film is under. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the studio that you've created? Absolutely. So Paradox Studios is is my production company, um, and it's uh, it's been around for maybe two years or so, but... Fun fact about me is I've basically been doing filmmaking since I was eight years old. Um, you know, slowly but surely making bad films and making slightly <laughs> less bad films as time progressed. Uh, but but Paradox Studios is is where I do my my projects from, whether it's freelance videography or actually passion projects. And uh, Moon Knight was one of you know uh, passion project. I wish I got paid for that. Be great. <laughs> but, wow. Um, but, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a first disclaimer is that, you know, I'm doing this uh, through passion, not through uh, I'm not affiliated with with Marvel mm-hmm. or anything like that. And it's something I need to, you know, adamantly disclose. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> yes, of course. Just so I don't, uh, you know, 
frighten the beast that is Disney. Um, so not affiliated <laughs> with them at all, not actually officially licensed or anything. This is something I did through my own production company through for nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sorry to make that kind of a, a legal statement, but you no, know, no. you can't be too careful, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know exactly. I mean, you know, doing a Moonot podcast, I guess there's only certain few certain things we can do as well um, right right but uh it's really cool so you've created your own uh production studio when when was that kind of established you mentioned uh, you started filmmaking uh you know at an early age at eight uh when did it actually get right. off the ground on a on a professional kind of level i mean in some ways it still hasn't <laughs> and in other ways um it it did i think really it, uh, around five Five or six years ago, where I finally started investing in some some more proper equipment. Not that that's what you need to make good stuff, but you know, put, putting a little more money into the gear I was using and, and making a few more connections along the way until the point where I actually had you know a, a decent cast and crew that I could pull from and other talented locals in the area. Um, and and that's where we I I really started pulling my pulling all the connections I had and making bigger. I guess to say projects like like this. So mm-hmm. we before Moon Knight, we made um, the the project before that was a, a sci-fi uh, shot, like a forty minutes from my home with a bunch of local actors using like vacuum tubes as the helmet, and you know <laughs> uh, we still don't have a a huge budget, but um, but but you know bringing together the the connections and trying to make it look like we kind of know what we're doing sometimes <laughs> and that's for people to decide whether or not we have <laughs> it's i mean directing and and filmmaking uh, it seems like look, i've ha- i've had a little bit i dabbled a little bit um uh when i was at university not studying film i did it as an elective and one of my um good friends at the time nice. he went on um he was a director um, very passionate guy about his film loved his film um i i was privileged to be um on set as part of his crew for a few of his projects um but mm-hmm. it's a it's a massive undertaking i mean you've got to yeah <laughs> how, how do you network? How do you, like, at that early stage then, you're talking about the local talent, local actors, how do you um, network and get your cast and crew together? More so your crew. How do you get your crew, um, your your first right. AD and all that? I mean, how it really starts is you, um, I mean, because I've been doing it since I was eight, my first um, cast member was my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether he liked it or not, you know, roping <laughs> him in there. Uh, and then slowly and surely... I had a cast and crew of my brother and my best friend mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And that's that's how you kind of start. You pull um, – you, you work with who you like to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I wasn't exactly roping in complete strangers, convincing them that I was going to make a high-end production. We, you know, I was like <laughs> 10 years old. You know, I can't really make that promise. So it starts by um, just working with people you like that are your friends and slowly but surely – um, if your chances are your friends are maybe like-minded and into the same stuff as you are. So I actually, one of the main collaborators on, on Moon Knight is actually someone who's not even pursuing film. He's just a really good friend of mine. His name's Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he worked on, uh, like the, the costumes and then the art department and mm-hmm. actually ended up co-directing the thing just because we were on such the same page of the project Mm. um, and we jive so well creatively that um, he ended up becoming a huge instrumental part. Um, 
then there's the actual actors where I have uh, I go to a local talent agency or okay. I know a friend of a friend who's in theater. Um, and then I, fortunately through making a couple projects, I've made amazing connections with a, a, a stunt coordinator in town by the name of Jerry Bucksbaum. And I'm sorry that I'm going to just name a bunch no, of people, but do. I love these people. Please these do. people are my favorite. <laughs> I feel like they all deserve a million shout outs. So I'm just going to read this list here I have prepared. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but basically through connections and through just friendships, mm-hmm. roping people in and, um, and for projects like this, Moon Knight specifically, people are not getting paid. This mm. is not I, – I didn't have um, thousands of dollars to dish out. Um, I wish I did because these people gave me super quality work. Yeah, um, But they all did it because they either were fans of the character Moon Knight yeah. or yeah. Uh, liked working on uh, film with me and just you know wanted to hang out for the free pizza. <laughs> but that's uh, maybe a long answer, but that's kind of the long and short of it. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean – it certainly is a phenomenal effort uh, that the, the the short film of uh, Moon Knight. We'll get to it uh, when we really dive deep into. The, I mean, yeah, the the, the production quality. Uh, so it, it really, to to be honest, Caden, it, it kind of floored me uh, a bit seeing because I've seen a few fan That's films cool. around, you know, online and mm-hmm. uh, and obviously doing this Moon Knight podcast. Um, I was searching for Moon Knight um, once. I come across a few uh, that were fun, you know, they were kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like to say, very passionate, and and I I have right. to respect the passion that they people put into it because it's a lot of hard work, you know. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, your your production value, like just it floored me, like just the the lighting, really? yeah, the, the the camera work, um, the acting as well, and the writing, it was all it was all kind of top tier. And um, we're jumping a bit, we'll jump a bit to to the film, but I just wanted to, to say because you got a bit of uh, got a bit of attention with the short film uh, with yeah. the Moon Knight film. Um, there were a lot of articles people noticed, um, which was yeah, must have been which really was a cool. first for me. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm used to you know putting things out there and getting like you know a good good thirty views. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm exaggerating a little bit, but this was the first project I'd put out there. Um, that actually got some attention. And I'm not going to pretend like it wasn't because it's named after a pre-existing Marvel character, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a really exciting to see, like, comicbook.com yeah. And, uh, yeah. and the Sci-Fi, The Wire, and some big, big um, yeah. places share it. I mean, and then you reaching out to me, a, a Moon Knight podcast, which <laughs> was super exciting. Like, it, yeah. it's been... I, I feel like a, a bit of a poser. Like, what did I? Uh-huh. How did I fake my way to, to this? Oh, <laughs> you know? It was. It was all. The attention was all certainly justified. Uh, really. Thanks. So yeah, no, uh, it was. It was really good. And but, I mean, you mentioned as well. It is a, a Marvel character, but he's not. I mean, let's be honest. He's not a well-known character. No, really. Yeah. Um, Absolutely not. So it yeah. still it still surprised me that uh, people were. There's always been a little bit of a discussion because of the Netflix shows with Daredevil and Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Um, the question was always, you know, Moon Knight's got to be next. So I guess there was that right. that was like playing to it. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, again, to be honest, uh, with our podcast, which we started a couple of years ago, part of the aim was to try and capture that. You know, because we, we saw the Netflix shows doing so well and we thought, well, you yeah. know, Moon Knight's... Um, 
he's a pretty cool character, and he's got to be on the screen sooner or later. So we, you know, we right. thought we'd give Break it a the go. Hype train, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But yeah. no, you did really well with it. Uh, so again, yeah, we'll, we'll get into into that. Um, I want to go back to Paradox Studios. Um, yeah, you mentioned also a. Uh, uh, one of the first early ones where it was like a sci-fi film that you did. Is, yeah. was, was there a particular angle, and, and you've done the um, a Marvel Comics one now as well, Was there is there a particular angle or a, um agenda for Paradox Studios? Are you aiming for sci-fi or, um, or fantasy? Right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, um, yep, I, I get kind of asked like, oh, you, you want to make movies? What type of movies do you want to make? Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I always kind of have the same answer which may frustrate some people but it's like whatever has a good story mm. <laughs> which is you know the 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 most vague way i can answer that question you're welcome <laughs> but um <laughs> but i mean typically um i i am uh really sci-fi based and, and really mm-hmm. the the superhero and the sci-fi scene is what i probably know the most and mm. watch the most yep. um that being said um, I I really am interested in, in anything. So Paradox mm. Studios, the the main goal um, is to just talking long picture here is to begin making feature films, mm-hmm. um, and primarily in the I I really like character driven semi spectacle pieces. So mm-hmm. uh, like it's based on character, but has maybe a hint of heightened reality in there, like a superpower. Okay. Or um, uh, a zombie plague, or mm. you know, um, the, uh, the future, something like that. That's that's what I tend to gravitate towards, and that's yeah. that is the dream to someday get get paid to actually make feature length films um, that fit that category. Oh, well, that's certainly a dream worth pursuing uh, for, for sure. Um, yeah, I well, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> are you daunted by the fact that you know th- these kind of genres that you talk about and that you kind of gravitate towards? Um, they do require, you, you know, even if you look at the Moon Knight one as well, the action sequences, um, you know, sci-fi, the special effects, um, yeah. you know, the, the <laughs> gore and the violence. There's a lot more to it. That is that something that um, that you are attracted to that's like a, a, quite a good challenge? Or is it, I mean, because you could, you know, I could just say, Caden, why don't you just do, I don't Christmas. know. Rom-coms or something. <laughs> yeah, or even something as simple, I mean, as... Uh, look look at Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs, right? Yeah. Um, very simple. It could almost be... It has been turned into a play because it's just dialogue. Right. And you it's have to have one set. Isolated, one yeah. room type of deal, yeah. I mean, that's an easy no, kind yeah. of way to, you know, <laughs> to, to make right, a no. film. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, yeah. I, in a way... Um, it is, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's. I'm choosing genres that require more than just like a couple people in a room sometimes, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which makes <laughs> things a, a little more challenging. Like if I have to, if I wrote a script, but it takes place on a spaceship, well, there goes you know, um, all my money, <laughs> or I just throw the the script away. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I like it because it is a challenge, and it also yeah. makes me. Um, forced to really get to the bottom of okay, what is this story really about? What are what is this character's journey really about? Yes, it'd be cool to have a super big spectacle set piece here, or have mm-hmm. a long sequence of sub, of like zero gravity here. But can I convey the same theme um, 
just as um, with just the same impact, but via dialogue or maybe not even dialogue at all, but showing something in a room, showing the character's pain of daily routine, something like that. It's a and it's a cool challenge. And so when I find out, oh, maybe I can pull off a superhero fight sequence. How do I still make that small but feel big with select moments okay, <laughs> and right. that's where um in, in some ways and this is um maybe a little controversial but a, a lot of hollywood movies today because they have um like aquaman has millions and millions of dollars and mm-hmm. they can do anything they want they're like how about we add sharks and lasers mm-hmm. and this and, that, and they just throw it all up on screen and i know a lot of people like aquaman but for me sometimes <laughs> it gets a little like convoluted like yep. is the story really about all these sharks and lasers or should we be focusing yeah. on like the character's journey here and i know people might uh you know hit me over the head for criticizing aquaman but um but yeah. you know if they if they can really hone in on the heart of things and skip some of the spinning rims so to speak mm-hmm. it, it oftentimes makes a more impactful story in my yeah. opinion oh, I, I can I can see that as well and I, I'd agree I mean there were a spate of films I don't know early to mid 2000s where you can tell this new CGI technology was in place right. it was like, I think it was like Lord of the Rings you know with the multiple like the armies of thousands right right and then all of a sudden you get all these films like um, I Robot and um, you know zombie movies where you get casts of like thousands of bodies like CGI bodies coming in right and it was right. just more the fact of just putting that special effect in for the sake of just putting it in <laughs> rather than right, actually right, yeah. yeah and and it just seemed to yeah it seemed to detract from it because it just be, seemed to be a, a cgi spectacle rather than anything else and and right. exactly as you say with aquaman i haven't seen that i'm pretty sure it's um you know don't want to insult any <laughs> any listeners well yeah i'm sure it's a good film um film as well but yeah i can see that happening because there's a lot of cgi involved um you want to dazzle the, the moviegoers and what better way right. than to add some bells and whistles and just like just, right exactly yeah right right and it's not saying that you know large spectacle scenes can't be mm. great if the backbone of it is rooted in yep. story and character for example uh like i mean endgame has some of the mm-hmm. biggest cgi fests of all time oh, yeah. and i ate up every second of that <laughs> you know um, i mean because for me it was just a million character moments and payoffs all happening all at once and it just happened to require a buttload of of cgi uh visual effects from some very talented visual effects artists you know yeah Um, so it all all depends on the what tools you're using and how you're actually using them yeah um but no i i 100 agree yeah i think the word there the the operative word that you mentioned payoff was why it was so successful uh end game because 10 years in the making and they marketed it as 10 years in the making right, uh, this right. is a culmination of everything and the russos they they delivered they gave they fan serviced it you, oh, you know yeah they did um, yeah they did Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> you talking about that movie forever. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this is this is a good uh, little segue as well. Um, so, are you are you a a huge comic book fan? Uh, do do you oh, do you yeah. read a lot? Right. And and if so, who who do you read? Aquaman. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've got to be labeled as the guy who hates Aquaman. Uh, no, um, I actually hate comic books. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I almost choked <laughs> then. You're a rough uh, <laughs> um, 
podcast uh, continue from. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. But no, I, I am a, um, a a really big comic book lover. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually I hesitate to use the word big because I know that there's probably people who are way way more knowledgeable and, and bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I could be like, yeah, I'm a huge comic book fan, and then someone will throw a curveball question at me, and I'm like, oh, I'm oh. a fake fan, you know. Nah. Uh, Look, Kaden, uh, sorry, Kaden, you know what I say to that, though. I say, don't worry about that. Like, I, I think about right. that as well. And you don't have to be, a, you know, a big fan can't be measured, yeah. you know, in quantity, as in, right. like, you know, knowledge and, and all the collection and stuff. It, it, it certainly does help. I mean, it certainly does show that you are dedicated, but you can be the biggest fan that you want. And still, right, you know, right. not know yeah, everything. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 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 Make me feel better about it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'm the biggest comic book yeah, fan yeah, in the world. That's it. That's it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, um, comic books have been, uh, yeah, huge, huge for me in a lot of ways. And, and I, the reason why I love the medium so much mm-hmm. is because there's so much of it coming out all the time, meaning it's nothing but artists taking risks. 24-7. Um, movies can take risks, but um, every minute of screen time is millions of dollars mm-hmm. and has to be approved by studio heads and, and has to be a- asked the question, is this right for the narrative when we go to issue uh, when we go to movie 4, 5, and 6 mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Comic books is just, um, let's try this. Oh, that didn't work. Let's try that. And, you know, a lot of times it doesn't work, but it's just like it's a beautiful medium to just try out big ideas. Um, and I, and that's, I think in a lot of ways why I gravitated towards it as a kid, Mm. um, especially as a kid when we didn't have the MCU, um, we (laughs) had, um, you know, a lot little superhero movies. Um, the comic books is where everything was happening, you know? (laughs) Oh, you don't Um, need, you don't need a hundred million dollar budget. For a comic book, you know what I mean? Right. And you can not at all. Yeah. Still go to outer space. Um, You can, yeah, yeah. Right, right, exactly. And so, so I mean, to answer your question, the, the comic books that I really read, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Moon Knight is definitely up there. I, Good I answer. got to mention that. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, I've also, uh, I, I was a big Green Lantern fan. Oh, like, nice. Really like Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, who's not really similar to Moon Knight at all. Um, no, that's <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but Batman is oh. up there. Well. Spider Man is, mm-hmm. is probably the guy I own the most issues from. Um, and then I and I gravitate towards basically anything that Jeff Johns writes for DC. I'm like, oh, I should probably read that. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't um, I haven't read much. I, I know of Jeff Johns, and I know that the massive legacy he's left for DC. I can't say I've actually read much. I'm not I'm not a big DC fan, Caden, unfortunately. Mm. So uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. I shouldn't say fan. I say I say I'm kind of ignorant in it. It's like I don't hate it. It's just that I've never really dipped my toe in it. Um so Right. No, I guess, yeah. Um <laughs> I've been happy in the little Marvel playpen. Uh dabble with um do, right. do you have you come across Valiant comics as well? I, I do love oh, them. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. they um they they got some good stuff. And um, every time I pick it up the artwork is beautiful. Artwork is awesome and the stories are phenomenal. Um yeah, so I, I have like I I've read a couple of them and they're a while ago but yeah, yeah. I I know exactly what they are and it seems like they're 
Um, they're up and coming too. Like they're only a couple of years old, aren't they? Or am I thinking? Oh no, now? they've been around since the um, the the nineties, maybe the eighties. Oh, um, all right, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, but they went through a whole lot of things. They, they they kind of got bought out by someone. I think Gold Key, um, and then they turned all the characters into video game characters. Um, oh really? Oh, yeah. Wow. And then <laughs> something happened with the claim, and then now they're back. They they got rebooted two thousand twelve. So they've been around for yeah seven years now. As is in the oh, new okay. iteration. Wow. Um, but yeah, okay. So a lot of uh, are you um, are you a a singles man, a floppies man, or are you a trade buyer, or are you digital? Are you do, do, you do mm, everything? See, I can't really do the digital that much. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'm uh, a purist, so to speak. Like I, I like the that like there's no not that I buy comics to collect them, but I like I feel like there's no collector's value in like the Kindle edition. I want to mm. like have physical thing in my hand um, and. Uh, I don't know. I, I I can't do digital. I've only bought mm. a digital comic every once in a while where I was like, oh, I missed that one issue of the Miles yeah. Morales run, and I can't mm-hmm. see it anywhere. I have to catch up, and then I end up buying the digital. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, most of the time I, I'm I'm reading the physical issues, or a lot of the times these days, um, graphic novels because yeah. I. I'm terrible at like buying issues and then at missing three of them. I'm like, oh, I should just not read them uh, then. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. then I end up I buy a graphic novel. It's all neatly in one place and it's got that cohesive arc. I'm like, oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and they kind of look nice on the shelf. And um, yeah, they do. Yeah, they look great on the shelf. <laughs> and you're right. And you're right. As a, as a kind of completist, you know, you have got the whole arc there as well. It's nice. It's a nice, neat little package. I, you know, I love the graphic novels as well. I still collect the the floppies. Um, but the yeah. only problem with that is that the the space you start losing space trying to. Yep, that's true. <laughs> trying to keep them. So uh, I don't know. Um, also, trades for me, I, I like to term as trade worthy. So um, things, stories that oh, really okay. have made an impact or, or series is, um, I will maybe even triple. I'll get the digital uh, floppies and then I'll get the trade because it's just so beautiful to have on the on the shelf. You know. Right. 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 Um, right yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. Um, Miles Morales, um, shoot off a couple more. What what other Moon Knight? What other Marvel characters then? Um, do you Daredevil? Ooh. Are you a Daredevil fan? Yeah, no, I mean yeah. it's funny because Spidey, now, you said yeah, yeah, Spider Man is the yeah. main guy that I I read. Um, and a lot of Venom stuff too, actually. Ooh, um, nice. The newest Venom run is really good. It is fantastic. Uh, it is I'm good. super behind on it. once again i was like i behind on it gotta stop reading and just add the graphic novel to my wish list but that is really cool too i read a lot lot of venom uh i'm just gonna spoil you i'm I'm just gonna spoil you he kills everyone no no only jake oh great (laughs) oh yeah i gotta delete that off my wish list (laughs) i mean i would i actually wouldn't be surprised (laughs) uh but um and, and i also like some of um Maybe because I'm like a, a hipster in a way. Mm. I like finding like obscure characters and just really obsessing over them. So like Moon Knight, yeah. um, Prowler, who's like a Prowler, um, Hobie uh, Brown, right? Is that yeah, him? that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah look yeah. at that. Yeah, you know your stuff. Prowler <laughs> is uh, um, is actually what our next film project is, and Ooh, I'll talk about that. Really? Ooh. Yeah, and it's gonna have a little bit of, of Moon Knight in there as well. Oh um, man. But, but yeah, so um, so so yeah, those are the Spider Man's like my main dude. Spider Man, mm-hmm. Venom. Um, I've read other um stuff every now and then, but like I really and I most of my characters that I like from Marvel mm-hmm. end up being because I like them from the movies I've seen them in at this point. <laughs> like yeah, I yeah. love Derek because I've seen the Netflix show. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, which is great. Like, I, I mean, I, yeah, it's great yeah, for Marvel. I, you know, yeah. 
Right. I mean, I've read some Daredevil, mm. um, and I'm like, yeah, he's cool. And then I see the Netflix show, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I've always loved Daredevil. Always been <laughs> Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's like, I feel like that's what, what people do now, and I'm definitely part of it. Like, whenever yeah. Doctor Sh- the movie Doctor Strange Doctor comes Strange. out, like, oh, yeah, I've been reading him for oh, years. Yeah. Like, oh, I've been two not. issues on, yeah. yeah. I'm the biggest fan. Oh, I've been such a big fan yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's pretty much bit, um, the bulk of it. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, Loonies as well. Caden did self-profess to be a, a hipster. I'm telling you right now on this Skype <laughs> conference, Caden's uh, wearing a, a, a turtleneck, mm-hmm. a turtleneck uh, black skivvy. Uh, he's got yep. a pencil-thin moustache, and he's got uh, mm. you know rose-colored glasses. It's uh, it's as hipster <laughs> as you can get, and a beret. Caden, I yeah. really love your beret. That's working yeah, really I'm well. I'm eating a croissant as well. <laughs> gluten-free, though. Just, of course. Just, just, right. Gluten-free. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, again, I guess going into... This would be interesting. Before again, w- before we get into the, the, big, the big feature, which is the Moon Knight fan film, um, yeah. so we're talking about TV shows. Is that something that you... Um, how does it work? Like, you know, you, if you're a filmmaker, is, mm-hmm. it, is it a different... Um, ball game totally to be a tv uh create a uh, showrunner um yeah have you have you I, had experience with kind of that i mean i don't know how but have you right i mean uh if anyone is in the film industry listening to me they might be like oh Caden, you idiot um <laughs> but based off my my knowledge and I'm, and I'm gonna go you know based off only what i know tv and film in so many ways are completely different beasts because mm-hmm. number one um the director on a movie directs, you know, the movie. He's the, he's the main guy with the vision who is uh, consoling with every department, every uh, in theory, every department um, with the the actors and the art department and and everything and and overseeing the editing and the post production to make his vision come to life. Mm-hmm. In television, however. Um, that is more of the producer's job, if it's my understanding. Because if oh. you ever watch a TV show, if you may notice at the end of each episode, most of the time it's a different director. You have um, like yeah, Johnny yeah. directing episode one, Tim directing episode mm-hmm. two, Christina directing episode three, and so forth. And it's basically um, because they they have a they have a larger bulk of content to create and put out there. Mm-hmm. The the uh, overall continuity of the vision is being is actually coming from um the the main producers and the the creator um so like when you see uh like mandalorian which is a huge Mm -hmm. show right now everyone's talking about it hashtag baby yoda um (laughs) john favreau is cited as the creator and co-writer of that show but if you notice each episode that's come out he hasn't directed yet um Mm. he has not directed an episode as of december 13th um in their chronological order, it's been a like Sally something directed mm-hmm. something blah blah blah, um, and so it, it's just a kind of a different beast. Yeah. And and talking to other actors about it who have been on TV shows, they kind of cite that in a way the continuity and overall vision of their character is way more dependent upon them, the actor, um, than it is for a movie. Uh, because they're not changing every episode. There's yeah. a new director coming every day telling them, right. you know, um, like what to do. But they're the ones who's been there since season, you know, season yeah. two, you know, and it's mm-hmm. season five now. And uh, they're kind of in have more grounds to um, kind of direct their their characters in a way, right? More or less. 
Um, and that's what I've heard, and that's been um, my experience thus far. Of yeah. course, um, someone might be like, you, you're completely off on this. Uh, <laughs> but, but that has been overarching uh, my, my understanding. Yeah. And so how does that kind of sit with you? Because you are pretty much a man of all trades at the moment. You do with right. your films. You... <laughs> Sorry? Out of necessity. Out of necessity, yeah. Um, so you direct, you know, you write, you, you produce it as well. Um, is that something that you would be, would you find appealing, being a showrunner, being a producer for the show? You know, the more and more I think about it, uh, possibly. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. as, as you mentioned, I am kind of uh, juggling a lot of, wearing a lot of hats right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 like, do the cinematography along with, yeah. Another super talented cinematographer, Deshaun Bedford, who deserves a shout out. Um, and I end up, um, you know, script supervising, so to speak, and writing it and all this stuff. Um, and at the end of the day... Sorry, is script, I, script supervising, is that cracking the whip? Cracking the whip is more of the, uh, the AD's job, the assistant. Oh, okay. Okay. Script supervisor is, I guess, crapping, cracking the whip whenever that pink cup turn green in that one scene and we need to get that cut back because people are going to notice um that like continuity and and things like that sure um uh but uh but but i basically become all these things out of necessity but Mm -hmm. what i really want is just hone in on directing and and maybe writing writing directing Mm. uh, and Mm. uh let um so i can just focus on on the main thing at hand and i don't have to worry about whether or not my characters are in focus or Mm -hmm. so i'm not Mm -hmm. having to you know Pull the pull the focus on the lens. I can just worry about the one thing I'm supposed to worry about. Have the art director who is talented and capable on their own worry about their own things. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm liking. So being like a, an overarching showrunner, or something like that, absolutely mm-hmm. appeals to me. Being the overarching uh, creative person, whether I'm uh, you know have the skills to do that, mm-hmm. I don't know yet. <laughs> but <laughs> I would like to do it. It sounds super fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, with all that's going on at the moment, the way that you're kind of um, honing your craft, it can only be a good thing because uh, how liberating would it feel then? You know, if you can just, as you say, just focus yeah. on that one thing that you you want to do and not have right. to worry about all the others. Um, that must be a, a really cool thing. Um, right. Uh, just quickly as well then, um, and I'm not, I'm not aiming it towards you or anything like that, but directors and stuff, there's got to be a level of um, being a bit of a control freak, right, as well? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, because no, you, 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 you want to make sure that... I mean, you, you can delegate, but you want to make sure that everything is done the way that you want it. Right, so. yeah. No, what you said, delegating, is like yeah. I the thing I suck at sometimes. <laughs> because especially yeah. since I've been used to doing... Because I've been doing it since I was a lot younger yeah. i'm i've been doing everything i've been you know when i first started i was putting the camera on the tripod and then walking in the frame to act in the movie mm. <laughs> so <laughs> i've been used to handling every single stupid little thing so now all of a sudden i have to let other people do it but i know how to do it best and yeah you know what if they do it wrong i <laughs> i i i have like lighting people and then i'm like okay this is what we need to do the light and yeah. instead of letting them do it i walk over and do it and they're uh, like okay hey, yeah. let, let us let us do our mm. job. I'm like, oh shoot! So I, yeah. it's um, it's uh, something I'm learning yeah. to get better at is not trying to do every single thing. I, like I said before, I am surrounded by my super capable and talented friends and mm. professionals who know how to do their job, and I brought them on for that reason. And yeah. then sometimes you just gotta, 
you know, delegate delegate those tasks and let them do it. And it's basically like uh, directing is in a way like controlling a ship. You know, mm. uh, you you're there to to tell the crew what to do, um, but you're not there to actually you know pull all the the ropes. You're there to every now and then if the ship is slightly going the wrong way, you just pull it slightly back mm-hmm. and let let everyone uh, do their thing. Is is more or less how um, it's supposed to work. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it. If you do have a, a creative vision, it, it must be hard then to, because um, to balance that with knowing what's in your head and and how you'd like things to turn out. But right. I guess at the same time, that the magic does happen when you do let other people who are you know just as creative, um, maybe bring something to the table and uh, and and things kind of morph from there. And uh, I think that's, you know, the, the best examples of film are probably a, a combination of that. It's not just one person, um, right. you know, driving the whole thing. It's everyone kind of brings things in. So, um, right, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, sticking with the TV side of things, um, just a couple more things I wanted to ask. Uh, Disney Plus, the Moon Knight series. Now, mm-hmm. as we mentioned before, uh, it's been we've been trying a few times uh, to have this chat, which is really cool. When um, when when did the Moon Knight um, film come out? The, when you released uh, it, my Moon Knight. Yeah, um, that came out uh, January twenty seventh of oh, last my... year. <laughs> I remember it because what my birthday Gen- January seventh <laughs> last year. 27th, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because um, I thought maybe we came late to the party. I thought we, we saw it when it kind of dropped, but it doesn't seem like two years. It seems like a long, it seems like a long time. Anyway, what I'm, I'm saying is that it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, we've, it's only been a year. Yeah, we've been kind of going back and forth about trying to, trying to um, you know, get a spot. And now we have this big news drop that Disney Plus are releasing a Moon Knight TV series, which is obviously everything that all the loonies have been wanting. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, on the TV show? Now, having done a fan film already on Moon Knight, right. what would you like to see in it? Um, what are your expectations for it? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I forgot they were they were doing a show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's been what I've. Uh, that's like that question you asked me is because I've yeah. because I the uh, we I live in a small town and whenever like something exciting like a superhero movie gets made, everyone's like, "Hey, you're the Moon Knight guy." Yeah, so for cool. like ever since that came out, oh, e- nice. everyone all the time, "Hey, Caden, did you hear about the Moon Knight show? <laughs> you're the Moon Knight guy, right?" I'm like, "That's so oh, cool." Oh yeah, I, I did hear about that. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I've heard. I I know about it. Why wouldn't I know about it? I'm yeah. I'm the Moon Knight guy. I know about <laughs> it. Um, but but basically, um, when I first heard the news, I was like, almost like a little sad because I was like, oh man, I I guess my my dumb little fantasy about me being the guy who's gonna make the Moon Knight series oh. is gone out the window, isn't it? <laughs> Which is you know obviously just like a dumb little fantasy. But overall, I am super excited to see what they do for it. I mean. I I did my best on my spin and we we, mm-hmm. we tried our hardest, but I'm honestly just looking forward to how the guys over at Marvel and, and the with a lot more money and probably uh, a a better guy than than I am is gonna craft their version of Moon Knight and I I'm super excited mm. and um you know if it turns out terrible I might give myself just a little pat on the back you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no I don't I don't really see it turning out terrible I think it's uh I'm I'm curious as to what the approach is going to be, mm. whether it's going to be um, grittier like the Netflix shows, mm-hmm. 
um, or if it's going to be similar to um, their like Agents of Shield type shows, um, which yeah. is more on the whimsical, mm-hmm. uh, not whimsical, but it's a more lighthearted action adventure yeah. versus. Um, like the Daredevil Netflix stuff is more like almost uh, gritty thriller action stuff. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I personally would like to see that version of Moon Knight over the yeah. like the the extra light um, adventure side. But it honestly it could work either way in my opinion. I mean, everyone has their own different opinion on what or who Moon Knight is and and how the story mm-hmm. works. And you know, uh, when like it, I've I've read a decent amount of Moon Knight stuff, and there's a lot of Moon Knight stuff out there that is completely mm-hmm. light in action, yep. and and Moon Knight quips just like Spider Man, oh, and yeah. he and and he's like jumping out of helicopters as uh, Marlene <laughs> is wearing this ridiculous like one suit bikini shooting machine guns. <laughs> like I I have this issue. I don't even know what it was. I was like, okay, this is interesting. But like, yeah. there is that version of the character out there too. Mm-hmm. And that could be fun. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like the uh, David Hudson, David the, um, Fincher. Uh, Charlie yeah, Houston, David Finch. Yeah. Yeah, David Finch. That's the guy. Um, who, that's just complete brooding mm. as gritty as you can get. Um, just tormented version of the character. And then there is, of course, the very original, which is kind of a mixture of both. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. Like, we have we have nothing to work on. We have the titles yeah. that they released. The, the title says Moon Knight. That doesn't reveal too much right yeah. now. We don't have a trailer. We, do, we don't got nothing. Um, no, but uh, I'm... I'm I don't know. I hope they go gritty, but you know, yeah. I'm open to anything at this point. I really am. Yeah, my go-to is to be to go for gritty as well. But um, you've made a good point because uh, if you look at the shows flanking it on either side, you've got Miss Marvel and She-Hulk, and right, we we don't know what Disney are going to offer us yet. We I guess we have to wait until we see uh, the Winter Soldier and Falcon. You know that series right, exactly. and WandaVision. Yeah. We kind of get to see the tone, but. If you look at the three that got announced at once, which was Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk, mm-hmm. Moon Knight sticks out like a sore thumb in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, that is true. That one's the the most dark, the darkest out of the three. Yeah. So I wonder if they do use him like that series to kind of cut the, um, you know, cut the, the 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 style and design of the shows. You know, or as you right. say, maybe it is a light, a lighter romp. I don't want to say romp because it just sounds so, <laughs> so um, <laughs> right adventure, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's funny because uh, Moon Knight is not always like I tried to take the more New York City film mm. noir type of look, but yep. there really is a whole you know adventure Egyptian side to yeah. Moon Knight, yeah. and um, with with very Indiana Jones type stuff. I mm. mean, you have mm. um, his, uh, you know, the Khonshu and the statue of Khonshu and, mm. and what it looks like could be straight out of like the Temple of Doom, oh, you know, a Steven that's... Spielberg movie. And that's, yeah. that's uh, you know, dark and it yes. takes itself a little seriously, but, you know, it's, it's an action adventure, you know? Yeah. So it could really go either way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, there's been a little clue in that you mentioned the logo, Moon Knight. If you do look closely, you can see hieroglyphs in there. So we're hoping that they are going to keep that Egyptian kind of angle to it, which you'd you'd hope. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, with a show, um, which is more than just a two-hour feature, Mm. you – 
I mean, you have a lot of material to dive into. I mean, yeah. even if it's just nine episodes, that's like nine hours of I content. Know. Like, that's you can't cool. really skip over like a key part of the character at that point. You know, yeah. you're going to run out of material. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I love the TV shows over um, over a film, and the mere fact that you get nine hours of it. it it's um, yeah. You know, we'll yeah. have nine hours of Mooney, which is fantastic. Um, look, uh, one final thing, Caden, before we um, dive into the Moon Knight fan film of yours, I uh, just wanted right. to ask your influences. Um, so who who would you say you're mm. most influenced by or, or at, you know, you don't have to be directly influenced. Um, who who did you like growing up, and um, filmmakers? Mm, um, I mean, i got to say J.J. Abrams. Okay. J.J. is my, uh, I guess when I was when when uh his star trek movies and and super eight um and i watched lost when all of that was coming out um i i really dove like latched onto those and started watching all the bonus features and like who who's the guy that made all this jj abrams wow what a cool guy what a cool name and like watched all his interviews and was like that's the guy i want to be when i grow up um I just um yeah got to get curly hair and some glasses and lose a few pounds but like I'm on my way there you know <laughs> well, you've, <laughs> but, uh, got, you've got the beret and you've got the pencil thin mustache and you've right, got the right, yeah, the turtleneck right so <laughs> yeah no, I, I'm I'm getting there um <laughs> uh, but yeah JJ is a is a big influence of mine and just how he he makes really big action movies but puts mm. character first yeah. um and um I I love his style uh Christopher Nolan is a is a big mm, okay. big guy for me he's good yeah. um, those are kind of like my, my my main two guys. Recently, I've really started to admire the works of of David Fincher, um, the, oh, the director. Okay. Yeah, he's. I mean, it's like I didn't really think about it, but I looked back one day and realized that every single movie I've seen of his is like the best movie ever. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, um, so who's that? What, what's that? That's Seven, right? And um, yeah, I know Alien Three is the only other one I know. <laughs> what, what are the other? <laughs> um, yeah, Alien Three is is like his. Uh, his redheaded stepchild that he wants everyone to forget about. <laughs> I, I liked it. Have you have you seen the director's cut? No, I have not actually. I saw the theatrical cut and I was okay. like, yeah, I can understand why he disowned this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not actually, terrible. It's not terrible, know? but I I urge you the director's cut. It is fantastic. It's really? good. Yeah. yeah, watch it. I mean, I'm a huge Alien fan, so oh, yeah, yeah, me too. might be worth looking into. But I mean, he did um, like the Social Network. He's done a oh, my yeah. on Netflix as well. Yeah. Um, the girl with the dragon tattoo, Benjamin oh. Button, Zodiac. Oh. Um, he, he's got a uh, Fight Club. Got oh. a lot of a lot of good big ones on just the a, list. Yeah, just a couple of little independent films there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's heard of them, but yeah, they're, 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 they're they'll be big one day. You watch. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Caden, how about we hang tight? Why don't you go grab your Crescent Blades? Um, you know, oh, suit well, up. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, right. Look, I'll grab my uh, my hatchet and uh, what, what else? We, and my crowbar. And uh, Looney's, um, we'll just um, go to a quick break just to hear from a couple of our fellow collective members. And when we come back, uh, let's get into it, Caden. Let's start talking about this Moon Knight fan film. Mm, I'm ready. All righty. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch. We are Venomaniacs is the Venom Scythe official podcast for all of your symbiote news 
reviews, and point of views about Venom-related comics, movies, television, animation, and merchandise. We are available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. Join us, won't you? Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 125, and I am with very special guest, Caden Butera, director, writer, filmmaker for the Moon Knight fan film from Paradox Studios, Caden. Um, we've had a little bit of a little bit of a, a powwow about, you know, how you got into filmmaking and Paradox Studios and such. Now we get... This is the main event. You know, this is... Mm. This is the Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I'm ready. Uh, yeah, we are going to look at his um, a Moon Knight fan film. Now, Loonies, if you haven't seen it, links in the show notes provided. Just pause the podcast right now. Go have a, a watch for, for 17 and a half minutes. Come back and continue. Caden, uh, I guess I wanted to start out this with um so a, a basic synopsis for this uh this is great i've, I've watched this a few times so so for mm. loonies out there um and, and please jump in caden uh as well uh basically what we see is we get an introduction to at first it's, it's stephen grant in in roxon um the roxon enterprise um or, or corporation um, we we get an introduction to Stephen Grant. Um, he talks to his colleague Frank. There's a bit of an exchange of inside information and and how Stephen can use that uh, in his pursuits as a vigilante, I guess, um, further mm-hmm. down the track. Um, then there's really um, there's uh, him surveilling as well as there's a, a bit of an inner turmoil. We do get a sense of the identities um, playing out, Caden with. Um, with the three of them, there are four. We, we see the fourth one, right. Moon Knight, later on. Um, uh, there's a bit of a, um, a, a struggle in there. Uh, there's a, a glimpse of Marlene as well, um, mm-hmm. which appears it appears that she has passed in this universe of Moon Knight. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we do get a, um, a, a beautifully choreographed action sequence of Moon Knight in action, and we see Moon Knight, which... We will, don't worry. We'll dwell upon Caden as well. Uh, there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of there's a lot of discussion with that, but don't worry. A lot of a good and exciting discussion. So, um, <laughs> so that was basically that's basically the synopsis of it. So, um, having said that, Caden, first off, I wanted to ask the origin of how did you how did you come up with this story? Like, what did you want to achieve with these 17 minutes, and and what were you trying to tell? Mm, so, I mean, I guess the. I was fortunate enough to be – I started reading Moon Knight with Moon Knight number one uh, mm-hmm. in, from Doug Moach from 1981, mm-hmm. was it? Uh, 1980. Um, yeah, yes. Close, yeah. But which one? Sorry, 1980. 1980. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, that's yeah. just the geek in me. Don't worry. Dang it. I'm so close. <laughs> uh, I mean, which I know not his first appearance, which I know is uh, – yeah. Werewolf by Night number 39. 32. Oh. Yeah. Dang it. Okay. Well, anyway, I went to like my my local comic shop when I was mm-hmm. like eighth grade and it was like, who is this guy? I like this guy's outfit. And basically just like bought um, one through like 
22 of the uh, nice. of the original like back issue comic books and just like read all of those religiously. Um, and and basically I read all of those. Um, and then um, those were and I read them multiple times because mm-hmm. I thought they were great. And I also ran out of the other uh, comics in the comic shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that was basically that's my version of Moon Knight is the mm-hmm. I guess the the OG when Doug Moach, the creator, was writing it, and it was, um, and it was him, Mark Spector, most um, New York based, um, as basically uh, an agent of espionage in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. uh, just get grabbing intel from his various identities um, to come together as his his fourth Moon Knight and take down crime. I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's really unique. Um, I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of superheroes are really cool because of the powers that they have that set them apart or the uh, the costume they have that set them apart. Uh, but this guy's like behaviors and tactics were something I'd never really seen in another superhero before. So I gravitated towards that uh, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And that was, from the get-go, the main thing I wanted to um, to put into the movie was my version of Moon Knight. Um, is a is a guy who basically um, has three identities um, that that uses it to take down crime in some form or fashion. That being said, <laughs> I've also read uh, the bottom. Yes, uh, yeah. and and that is for those who don't know, just like the grittiest, hardcore, mm-hmm. tormented soul version of Moon Knight. Um, like he's been Moon Knight for years. Yeah. His like his hair is is growing out. It's, he's got a beard and he's it's handicapped. So d- it's, so he's dark. it's so dark. It's so dark. Ass. Yeah. And he's like addicted to pills. Yeah. Um. And he's also suffering from um. Like like is Conchu real or is it mm. completely in his head? Is he going crazy? Um. And like that's super interesting too. So I tried mm. to make kind of a love child of those two things. Um, for better or worse. Um, but basically, um, my version of Moon Knight, which, you know, full disclosure might be a little divisive, um, but my version in the movie um, is basically Moon Knight has been Moon Knight for years, and he's and at some point down the road, um, Marlene has been killed. Mm. Um, and basically, the one it seems like the one thing that he really cared about disregarding Frenchie who doesn't really, I guess, exist in my version. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking that away, what does a guy um, like that look like off the hinges? So he's still trying to grasp at, at fighting down crime, but what's his motive for crime? It's not for justice anymore. It's just for plain old, I want to get out on the streets yeah. and just punch my anger away. Yeah. Um, and he's doing it. Not, he's not even really a good guy in my version. Yeah, um, no, no. You know, he's he's kind of like looking for his latest like dopamine kick, <laughs> you know, yeah, by Yeah. He uses his intellect and his and his problems to to track down people so he can just beat the shit out of people. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean the 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 action scenes as well. He he's, you know, he even lets out a a, a guttural kind of roar. He's kind of quite right. bestial in it and quite vicious in in his actions. So, um right. yeah. you certainly captured a a different side, a much darker side to him there. I I really liked um in it you mentioned about uh, the Doug Mensch run and his techniques and tactics, which are really cool. And in mm-hmm. the Mensch run, you generally with Jake Lockley, 
you generally see him. He's the guy that gets the um, info, the intel off the street. And he generally right. goes into Jenna's diner, maybe speaks to Crawley, um, speaks right, to right. Jenna. But I really liked how you did it um, here in your short film because, num- number one, you have an economy of time, right? So a 17-minute mm-hmm. film. Um, what I found was really cool is that, um, and it's scary because it's true, cab drivers, you know, so when right. the two guys, the two goons go in the back seat, they're just not mouthing, just having a conversation as if mm-hmm. Jake wasn't there because no one ever notices the cab driver, right? They're, they're right. kind they're of invisible. They're mm-hmm. invisible. And I love that fact that he uses that element to kind of gain intel. Um, so we get a very, I think, a very perceptive uh, portrayal of Jake Lockley. In, in this film. Um, yeah. Really cool indeed. Stephen Grant at the beginning, there is um, actually, he, he actually serves quite a good purpose as well because there is that short interchange with uh, his colleague in the, in the lift. And so he's, he, right. he's still kind of hunting for, for leads. Right. He's doing some bigger stuff as yeah, well. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so you chose to have him as part of the Roxxon Enterprises? Oh, I mean, I... The idea was – it's funny that you, you said that earlier. You said that he's working at the, at the Rocks and Enterprises. That wasn't the, exactly the, the plan. Oh. It, the plan was that he's just a stockbroker and one of his, oh, his okay. clientele is, is right. Roxon. Right, right. Um, but it could, it could very well be interpreted that way as well. I mean I yeah. have basically, in my mind, generic stockbroker building. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. so it could be anything, anything you want really. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, right. And and um, I actually just want to um, a little shout out to the lead actor there. Um, sorry, yeah. um, I recognize his surname, Al Altavers. Tim Tim Altavers. Altavers, yeah. Um, very good, yeah. very good. He's got the he's got the build. Yeah. I think he's got the look. Um, yeah. So how did you how did you come across that gentleman? Is he? Yeah. So so fun story about that <laughs> is that. Um, he is has done very little acting at all. In fact, he is a physical trainer at the gym ten minutes away from my house. Oh, wow! <laughs> um, okay, and, and basically, um, he's been uh, he does a lot of martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- has is legitimately trained in, in taekwondo and uh, other things that I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Uh, but he, he's like the real deal, and he's the nicest guy ever. And and he. I'd been doing like a, a sci-fi short film before Moon Knight, and he reached out to me one day. He was like, "Hey, if you ever need like a a, a dude to like do some stuff, let me know." And he like oh. this was just through Messenger. I was like, "Yeah, yeah. okay, dude, whatever." And then <laughs> one day I was doing a film event, and then freaking Tim Altavers and all his glory walks up to me in person. He's like, yeah. "Hey, I'm the guy who messaged you," and I was like. Oh, um, you're gonna be in something. <laughs> like when you see him in real life, he is a tall, big dude. Yeah. He's also the nicest guy ever. But man, is he an intimidating dude. Wow. And so I was like, how do I put this guy in something? And so sure enough, after I was developing the Moon Knight thing, I was like, who am I gonna get to play as this guy? I could, you know, I probably him. But I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Is can he act? Can he do this? Yeah. So I basically had him audition. Uh, he auditioned, um, and like dressed up in a, his Stephen Grant suit and yeah. like smoked a cigar for his audition, <laughs> which is like not even something you need to do. I was no. like, okay, this this just guy needs- is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then he, he killed the audition, yeah. and um, I was like, yeah, this is 
I think this is our Mark Spector here. <laughs> and right. and funny enough, completely on accident, actually, he looks like um, Mark Spector in the bottom before he's like he does. cut his hair and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like he, he does. Kind of, Kind of looks like that, and so I like to say I did that on purpose, but that yeah. was just like, you know, destiny or whatever. <laughs> that, that um that shot of the three of them, you know, with the um the downlight yeah. onto them, um, mm-hmm. and and Mark Spector in the middle, yeah, definitely he because he had the hair kind of disheveled right, right. and stuff, so yeah, you know, really yeah. cool. Did did um did Tim did he do was he in the suit in that fight yes, scene? He was. Wow, so yeah, he did all that, yeah. Yeah, he did everything, and he is a tremendous physical actor and, and actually aided in the choreography as well. And the funny thing is is that I made his life so hard because <laughs> I, we learned the fight scene and did all this stuff, and I was like, okay, time for your mask, which has small oh. eye slits and a bright blue light for you. And so he puts this on, and he can, like, I mean, you can barely see anything. I mean, in my yeah. opinion, it looks cool. That but cool, it yeah. practically is not something you want to use to fight crime, and I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, because he, you know, it cut his vision down to, like, maybe 30%. And, um, I mean, he did not hurt anyone. He was, mm. like, somehow still pulling his punches and, and nailing it. But, like, it did, you know, hinder his um, uh, his ability to, you know, do things as it yeah. would. And so I've, I've seen some, some comments like, Oh, the, the fight choreography is, is slow or something like that. I'm like, Oh, it's because <laughs> our lead actor can't see <laughs> uh, because in real life, if he did not have that on, yeah. he is a freaking like John wick. <laughs> like yeah. He is, he is the real deal. And he, he, and he's amazing. So any possible thing or mistake you see in that fight scene is totally my fault because I'm forced <laughs> to wear this clunky uh, helmet. Yeah. That's just a little disclaimer for him. Oh, but anyway. If, if only Moon Knight had a costume like the, um, the black costume for Daredevil, then I'm sure Tim yeah. would have just loved that and it would have just, yeah. you know, been free, yeah. free reign. Yeah. I mean, I kind of was thinking of something like that. When I first was writing the script, I was almost thinking like, Maybe this is like a really early origin story before mm. he even has a suit. Um, but then I feel like I had a feeling that, that just it wasn't making me as excited. Like I wanted to see him don something. And so, I mean, we landed on basically a version of Moon Knight where he's not even wearing the cloak of Khonshu anymore because mm-hmm. maybe he's like moved past it because he's so angry and it's been so many years. And I went with like the, the more dark colored like trench coat mm. to channel that film noir vibe with select bits of white and that was you know a decisive decision to say yes. the least because you know reading the comments and uh all around a lot of people you know really wanted to see that iconic white suit yeah. and i totally in a lot of ways agree with them <laughs> i mean uh it was uh it was a an interesting decision to make and at the end of the day for the movie we made i'm glad I will stick with the decision. Yep. Um, but for the next one, which is I'll get to in a second, right. we actually redesigned him and gave him Ooh. the traditional white, um, like ancient looking suit, which yep. is kind of cool. So, um, yeah, because this was, I was going to get to it for the, 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 the feedback comments, but, um, yeah, it is such a big thing. So it's good to, um, to discuss it oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So that decision to, to, um, Basically, what you've done, you've inverted it because his his face is white and right, the cloak yeah, exactly. is black. Um, yeah, so that was that was a point. So that was done purely to 
to make it a point of difference from the, from the main Moon Knight? Yeah, and in yeah. a lot of ways. I mean, yeah. also, funny enough, the, one of the things I was trying to avoid was when you take that the the pure comic book version and translate it into real life, yep. you kind of run the risk of that Klansman vibe, just yeah. like a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. we definitely didn't want to do that. Nah. Um and, and walk around with that in the city that we were shooting in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um yeah. but we we tried to we tried a couple ways and we're like, oh what if we just did like subtle hints of this and that mm-hmm. and what if we didn't mm-hmm. even do a hood and we're like, oh we can't get we can't do that and like, oh this white it's gonna really look this way. And we basically yeah. um we decided on what works best for the tone of this and yep. for um, the story of this. And at this point, because he's such a tormented lost soul, he probably wouldn't be donning um, the basically the, the, the cloak of Khonshu yes. at this point. Um, yeah. For our, our version, um, we, we took a different approach. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I even like, I like the, um, the explanation as well in the film, uh, all the loonies know about the white and it being explained. Right. Uh, the Houston run actually coined it with, um, I like to coming. see, like to see him coming. I like yeah. the idea of like, uh, you can see the blood better right, on the white, right. yeah, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, look, also as well, Caden, a lot of people found the, um, that take awesome as well. I mean, it was a yeah. different, it was a different gritty look on Moon Knight. Um, I'd like to call out the scene where the two, I like to call them just goons or thugs. Um, were yep, pa- that's packi- what they are in the script. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> thug pack- one and thug two. Thug one and thug <laughs> two. Just just um, um, packing the stuff in the truck and the first sight of Moon Knight. It's a bit, you know, it is a bit freaky. You know, you, you turn around right. and there's this dude just hunched over, you know, on top of something, just looking at you yeah. in a hood. So I think it served the purpose really well um, with uh, Moon Knight. And, and again, a lot of fans, a lot of fans found it quite um, quite refreshing, something different. Um, yeah. And yes, yeah, so I know some people did. <laughs> yeah. And and if anything as well, like you know, you can you can say that that is your that is your mark and that's your take on Moon Knight, which is quite a distinct thing. So um, right. Yeah, hats off to you for, for for doing that. I think that's really great. Um, well, thank you. I mean, I totally respect all the people who yeah. didn't like it, and there's definitely a lot. I mean, I've I've read every YouTube comment, <laughs> everyone yeah. for better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. you know, there's a lot of vocal uh, part of the fan base that really was like, yeah, I'm you sure. clearly are not a Moon Knight fan. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you know. But I mean, some people um, identify certain. Um, characters with certain things and it's like for me the costume isn't as important as his his main method of tracking down crime and someone else might be like yeah. oh that's not what makes moon knight cool what makes him cool is his egyptian backstory and then someone might be like oh you idiot yeah, that's yeah. not true it's actually um he, his like billionaire status as a stockbroker you know everyone has yeah. their one main thing that defines Absolutely. their character mine happened to be um it wasn't that important to have him wearing white yeah. and then you know, other people were like, "You, yeah. you screwed up." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Maybe, I, maybe yeah. I did." <laughs> no, maybe I, did. I don't. I don't. You should not apologize for anything like that as well. I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinions, and great, and everyone does love the character in their own way. But at the end of the day, Caden, you're the guy putting the blood, sweat, and tears into this film. You get to make the decisions. So you do what yeah. you do, and that's fine. And and I think I like that's <laughs> yeah. And and I think that's um I think that's a great thing. I think it's a nice bold choice. 
there's logic to it as well. I, I, I like the fact that it's kind of inverted, you, you know, it, it's, yeah. um, it's a deliberate inversion of, of it. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, um, we'll, we'll get to, uh, I'm very excited. We've, got, we've just got a scoop here, Loonies. There, there's, a, there's a sequel or something Caden's just mentioned about Moon Knight. So. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, but anyway, I uh, just wanted to also just talk about the, the choreography. You mentioned Tim was very much a part of that. Um, so mm-hmm. who, how did you, um, yeah, I mean, this, this it looks like a very difficult thing to do. Um, not only that, um, firearms as well, uh, getting someone yeah. a safety, I don't know, I'm sure a safety firearms person there. How did that all kind of come about? It's a lot of work involved. So, I mean, yeah, it was definitely the largest challenge of the production was was that fight scene and it was also my my first fight big fight scene I guess I've ever really done. Mm-hmm. Um I've seen a lot of fight scenes, you know, I've watched a lot of fight scenes, but I I'd never actually tried to execute one and what that took. And basically um it was you know, it really uh goes down to the the four other people who aren't me that made that happen. <laughs> that would be like, um, like the guy who gets his leg cut off. Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah. He was a main uh, fight choreographer in that scene. His oh, name's Max okay. Gordon. Yeah. Um, we also had um, uh, the guy who gets his head slammed into the nail on the wall. Yeah, that guy's <sighs> name is Jerry Buxbaum, and he's our stunt coordinator. Has also all the uh, the special mats and the the fake firearms, and right. has been in the business for for many many years. Um, and so it, he's a crucial part of it, as is my my friend Joe again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it all started from like we want to have a fight scene, and fight scene doesn't just mean a bunch of kicks and a bunch of punches. Mm-hmm. How do we approach this as not necessarily a fight scene, but a character moment that happens to have fighting in it? Yeah. So that we, why we really try to incorporate um, Moon Knight, like. In some ways, taking his time, actually getting hit by letting himself get hit because mm-hmm. he's there for um, for just the catharsis of it all. Um, really savoring moments. Uh, he's no in no rush. If he dies tonight, oh well, you know. Mm, yeah. um, and so we, we really try to, sh- to make channel that channel his brutality um, and 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 what and his morals in a sense are very kind of Punisher esque, where he mm. doesn't really give a shit if you're down on the ground and you're disarmed, you yeah. know? And that's this version, you know, of our of our character. Yeah, sure. Um, but, um, but yeah, we really tried to approach it as character first. Um, and then after that, it was just, what's visually interesting? Not a lot of punches. How about we incorporate the environment around them? How about someone picks up a beer bottle or a crowbar or someone gets pushed into the wall? We better find a place that has a wall, which I can't really <laughs> think of a place that wouldn't. Um, but, uh, but, you know, really try to ground things like that and like, oh man, this scene's happening for a while in the same place. How do we add a, a visual moment that, that spices things up? How about yeah. we add the element of, of water into the scene mm-hmm. and that and have someone run over a hydrant. So then we have water pouring down and he doesn't seem to care. Yeah. And fun fact, it was like, I don't know, 20 degrees outside when we were filming that <laughs> uh, <Wow. laughs> and the water was literally freezing to the suit. Oh, no. Um, yeah, another Sorry for uh, my <laughs> actress there, um, but but yeah, just really a, a combination of all those things. Yeah. Um, and then once we actually have a breakdown um, that Joe and I make, then yeah. we actually go into a room and go like, okay, you're man one, you're man two, you're man three, and so forth. Okay, man three charges at man two with a knife. 
But remember, Man 2 was back there because this just happened. And Man 4, he's really angry at Man 5 because, like, it's basically yeah, wow. we have this whole dance of stuff. Yeah. And then and then halfway through, we go, like, wait a second. We can't have Man 5 charge forward with a knife because he just got shot in that other scene. Ah, <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, we could make the guy who charges with the knife Man 2, right? Because yeah, he's yeah. he should be fine. Like, oh yeah, let's yeah. totally write that down. And then basically, what we want to avoid is like you see in movies, like bad guys like waiting to punch. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, try that's... to avoid that as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, it's one guy on I think eight, um, and Ooh, you know, guess, you yeah. have to take a little creativity to to make it so they charge at him maybe two or three at a time most yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well which is, you know it's a hollywood yeah. thing but like if they all charge at him at once yeah. i mean oh yeah true fight's over <laughs> and, look i think i think i think you've done well as well like when moon knight kind of tackles one like say the guy that gets a nail in the face I don't think he's coming back up after that right, you know, right. anytime soon, right? So he can lay <laughs> yeah. down for a bit. <laughs> and the other exactly. guy, yeah, the guy gets his leg chopped off. Uh, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we try to do. And like, yeah. who? So when Moon Knight does this, would that person, should they get up or should they be dead? Mm. Oh, yeah, no, he could probably get up from that. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> kind of the, the type of conversations we'd have. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you really look carefully, you will notice, you know, there's there's mistakes in everything, um, but but yeah, that's that's kind of uh, that's kind of what the process was. And again, yeah. having amazing people like the Jerry Bucksbaum and the and the Max Jordan yeah. and the Tim all make it come together was really exciting. And we and we shot it with technically three cameras at one point okay. um, because you know we had that entire fight scene as a general rule. Every player in that memorized it like a dance, and mm-hmm. they could do it from start to finish. And it's a little exhausting. Yeah. And when you're outside, too, in the freezing cold, yeah. you don't want to do it a million times. So we basically did it a couple times all at once, shot it with three different cameras yeah. um, um, at the same time. And then later for some of the special shots, went in and got, say, that slow-mo with a fist coming yeah. down. Got. Um, the insert shot of this or that, and that's kind of the approach we took for it. That, that's so cool to think like um, that, that the guys did it like a couple of times, and because it looks so fluid. Obviously, as as a viewer, you just watch it, and it's it just seems like it's all done all at once. But oh, um, to, 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 to to think that they had to redo it again, and, and I know this is the magic right. of film. You know, this happens, but right. um, yeah, it, it's it's funny to think that. Um, Gosh, as an actor, you have to kind of repeat, and as you say, you have to know your moves, um, right. and then getting you those. Get back up for the next take. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now that's that's brilliant. Um, uh, the the uh, the crescent blades as well. Look, I like to personally think myself because one of my favorite Moon Knight weapons are um, the Cestus, which is slightly different. It's a spike knuckles. You see it on the. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah that's cool. Because yeah. that's, I mean. G- I mean, there's only one outcome for something like that if you get punched with it. You, you know what I mean? It's very brutal. Um, yeah. but, but I love the um, the the play on that. With uh, I noticed in the credits, you got those blades from uh, particular props. Um, Thor, right? Ham- yeah, we got it from a, a Thor Hammers, Thor Hammers um, yeah. who makes like uh, uh, prop replicas. I think they actually just announced that they're they're taking a, a break or something like now. So okay. I don't know if I'm supposed to advertise for them. <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> the guy who who did it. Um, is just this amazing, awesome guy who basically I drew him a design, Clay Williams, and then he, um, uh, and and he basically three D. Wow, he made it. Oh, yeah, so, he made it. 
It wasn't and just off the shelf. Yeah. What, what was that? It wasn't just off the shelf. You you actually designed yeah, it. Yeah, no, we cool. we designed it. Um, and based off of the that the uh, what did you call the brass? Uh, Cestus. Yeah. Yeah, the Cestus. Make a mixture of that and his crescent blades battering. Oh, I love it. Love sort it. Sort of speak. Oh, uh, which n- be, none, none of that talk. Like, you know, <laughs> these are basically batterings that are mood shaped. Let's be honest. Batterings came first. Let's be fair. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So I basically yeah. did that version. And there's actually like I have uh, like Egyptian writing on it. Oh um, wow. Mostly there's some Egyptian stuff engraved. Beautiful. I mean you'd never see it, but I was like might as well. Oh, you, you know. It. And it says. Um, uh, Fist of Conchu on it, I think. Oh, the the devil's uh, in the details. You've got to have that sort of stuff, you know. That's yeah, what, yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. Cool. I mean, no one, no one's noticed it. I don't think anyone watching YouTube probably uh, pause it and happen to speak Egyptian anyway. <laughs> or, or, Hang on, I recognize those hieroglyphs. Fist of Conchu. Yeah. What the? <laughs> yeah, and I can, of course, I, there's no actual like uh, Arabic word for Conchu. I don't think so. I went with like. Moon God, or I don't remember what it was, but it was it's a it was a fun little <laughs> trivia to put it there. That's pretty uh, cool. But, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the locations as well. Um, so uh, you know, speaking about the the fight scenes, um, but even expanding onto that with with Jake walking through the streets of New York, right? You guys were on location. Is that? Um, I'm I a, wish. Uh, yeah, you I were? mean, huh? I I hope that you think that we were in New York. Okay. <laughs> that was the goal. Um, we are actually filming in uh, Spokane, Washington, which is basically a forty-minute drive from from where oh, I live okay. and where a lot of our actors actually live. It's just the um, yeah, Seattle, Washington. Um, it's a you know, it's, it's a semi-big city, you know, yeah. and, and we just found the 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 parts of it that that looked the grittiest and and location scattered for if we shoot at this angle at night. It might pass for New York, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, so, those type of conversations. So most of it was in Washington, like the um the the fight scene um uh, where the cab drops the two goons off and and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah all, all of it was in uh, Washington or um or North Idaho. Okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So not not really uh, a New Yorky type look, but you know, with some strategic uh, location scouting, we mm-hmm. we tried our best. <laughs> I think it's great. I mean, one of the things that um, really impressed me as well, and I wanted, I want to ask you because you know, it's crazy uh, in a fan film. Um, uh, number one, I found the light again. Like I said the lighting in the production seemed like top notch. Uh, the oh, lighting thanks. was fantastic. But there's this shot, um, overhead shot of the whole city. Like, did you guys oh, get a yeah. helicopter? What's going on there? Yeah. So, full disclosure, sometimes. Um, to stretch your production value, you uh, you you go to stock footage. <laughs> so oh, okay. That that, right. that over city shot is actually something I I purchased. I think it's the city of Chicago, right. and then I, I I cropped in, add the grade so it matched with the rest of the footage. Wow. Well, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean sometimes um, you know it, it does help with the uh, with you're trying to achieve that big production look. Um, Going to a uh, stock footage and, and manipulated oh. someone else's shot stuff, it, it helps a little bit. That, I mean, you gave it away there that with with changing the grade because it did seem so seamless, and I was convinced oh, yeah. that that was yours. You know, <laughs> it's not it's not like uh, the old MacGyver TV show. I don't know if you've ever seen oh, that. Or they or they cut to something that's like completely. You <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of old shows used to old do shows. That. Yeah, they did it. I, I remember watching yeah. a MacGyver show, and they cut to the original italian job movie like the the, the car chase with the the mini coopers oh, yeah I'm going, hang on that that's a 
bloody Italian job. <laughs> What's do it doing that? in Mugabe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, they they did. Uh, I laughed at the stock footage there, but no, that one was wow. Okay, I actually thought that you got a drone or something. Oh, to, um I'm Yeah, glad. fantastic. <laughs> I'm wow. glad it didn't didn't completely stick out. Um, that I mean that, and then technically. Um, the moonshot, um, where the clouds, the clouds and the time lots are going over the moon, mm-hmm. that was also stock footage. At that point, I, I didn't even know I, um, that wasn't even in the storyboards. I just realized I need, I need some moon imagery here to transition. And so, after the fact, was like, should I spend money and get a crew and and set up my camera, or should I just, you know, drop a few bucks and 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 purchase the stock footage and. And I, I felt like that that uh, blended seamlessly as well um, with some uh, with some editing tricks and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, no, fantastic. Um, no, geez, that's uh, no really. Good. Um, also, how long? I mean, I, one of the questions again. Um, it's interesting to note, like you know, just from a technical process point of view, um, say pre production, production, and post production. How long did it go, did it take from go to woe to create this? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, from it's from its conception as a script all the way to the um, release mm-hmm. was probably about two and a half months, maybe, okay. uh, maybe a little more. Um, I mean, the uh, uh, I think that's about right. The actual mm-hmm. shooting days were maybe um, we did a lot of full days and some half days, but together mm-hmm. it was probably a total of I think. Six full days of shooting, right? Uh, right. And um, yeah, six full days, and um, and yeah, that, I think that's that's about right. And then I edited it a lot quicker than I normally do because I was just like, so um, I was editing after every single day and mm-hmm. like really want to see what was coming together because I was trying a lot of new things. Like I said, I'd never done a fight scene before, so mm-hmm. I was really nervous. Am I gonna pull this off? <laughs> and so I I really cut it the movie quicker than I had on most projects, and then. Um, like maybe um, a month in in post production, my brother um, actually wrote the original uh, music, the the score for the. Oh wow! The, um, and so, so he had about like a, a month to to write all the original music in there, and um, and yeah, then we had the premiere and um, uh, like soon after, and that was uh that was it. So that that was actually um, for a big part of my life, only lasted not not too long actually, relatively okay. speaking. Did, did you um, yeah. did you have did you have a deadline? Well, were you working towards a particular deadline? Or I don't think I really did. I mean, I always try to set one because mm-hmm. if you if you don't have a deadline for something, yeah, then you know just you go on. do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so sometimes I say a deadline out loud to force myself to follow it. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I told Tim that it'd be done this way, so I better get it done by then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. But I I wasn't actually fighting for the clock. Like I couldn't actually really. I don't think I can submit it um, to film festivals because it's it's uh, a copywritten yeah, character. You know? sure. So I it was basically a race against my own clock to mm-hmm. to make a Moon Knight movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, like, uh, yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a fantastic one. I can't wait to hear these other projects that you've got coming up. Um, Caden, just one final one final question about yeah. the movie. Um, before we get into some what I like to call the spectacles, the uh, the plugs and the shout outs, uh, any any on onset or offset anecdotes 
Um, during, during filming, mm. there's always same little stories here and there. I know when, because uh, uh, you, you know, you get a band of people together. You're in, uh, you know, a cause. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's a magnified situation. Um, I'm sure very many late nights, cold weather. Um, you've yep. got you've got the director <laughs> splashing cold water on you as you do a fight scene. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, are, are there any <laughs> any um, any funny stories to take away, or, or you can divulge? Yeah, let me think here. I mean, uh, there's probably the most memorable days on that set were when we had the rain tower um, and, and, and Jerry was, was running the rain and it was just freezing. And and uh, it was fr- the, the, the thug character that gets beaten multiple times yeah. had to lay down on that cold pavement and, and have – freezing water just poured down <laughs> on him we we had him wear uh, or jerry had him wear a wetsuit under there oh, uh, under his clever. thug outfit so like yeah. beneath his his like thuggy leather jacket he has like a bright pink sw- <laughs> uh like uh uh whatever it's called yeah. under there and um it's, it's just like it looks really silly until he tucks it in but yeah i mean they uh that those were the cr- the craziest moments and mm-hmm. um w- once we wrapped um, the the street froze. Um, the the water on that truck, which we needed to drive home, froze to the windshield, and we didn't expect that at all. We didn't have um, any like ice ice sticks, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So we, we literally used the uh, the movie slate, like you know the the, the clapper oh, that you okay. stick audio. Yeah. Um, we have a cheap one. It wasn't like a super expensive one, but we used that to like shave off the ice. And that was when I realized that uh, we are a low budget production. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say you got the old crescent blades out. You started. <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually would have worked too. You know, that's that would have been a bad option either. Um, yeah, at that point it was like three in the morning and we're like yeah wow. we're, we're done <laughs> i know you, i know you guys do late nights and stuff you know to get the right look yeah. and to get oh god you know yeah um actors cast and crew you guys do a, a, a tough a tough gig um sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah so and, and sorry just finally before we go um uh said so the premiere you mentioned so uh tell us about that yeah. How, you, you got the cast and crew together um, yeah so we we had a actually um we had a local theater um, in Spokane, reach out to us and basically say like because we posted a lot of behind the scenes photos because it was nice. it was looking all exciting. We had you know a superhero in an alleyway, so we couldn't help but you know yeah. post post those to the Facebooks and the Instagrams and you know make it look <laughs> exciting. And eventually, um, a, a theater owner got word of it and asked if if he could premiere it at the theater. And at first, I was like, Am I gonna get sued by Marvel? <laughs> and but I looked into it, and we didn't as that we didn't make a profit off of it. As in, yep. if we didn't charge admission, and mm-hmm. it's strictly to just screen the movie, we were fine. So we we screened the movie, um, and we basically ended up having to play it three times because we nice. threw up three theaters worth, which was crazy. Nice. Um, so we had a it was it was a real fun fun evening we ha- it was actually my birthday too <laughs> my, my 21st birthday um Lovely. so it was it was a it was a fun ordeal you know we got to see it on the big screen yeah see all the mistakes in in uh in big screen <laughs> format <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. uh but, but yeah no it was um it was a, it was a fun premiere and then that night we we did the countdown and released yeah. it on onto youtube and it's like all right everyone share it maybe we can yeah. maybe we could reach a, a thousand views and then you know 200 and 
205,000 views later, here Ooh, we are. Oh, man, oh, exciting, man. Though. How cool um, is that? And, and uh, yeah. yeah, like we said at the top of the show, that uh, it just it just blew out of the out of the gates. Um, I'm sure, Caden, you're going to get a lot more views in the lead up to the Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I was kind of thinking that might mm. be like, who knows yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> and and of course we're, we're going to give it a massive plug as well it's um it's a you oh, know sweet. we're starved of, of of moon Knight stuff and and this is right uh, you know, right up our alley so uh right up our blood-soaked you know crowbar alley so uh, it, was, it was really <laughs> fantastic um caden thank you so much for for coming on the show it's been a, oh, uh, it's been so enjoyable talking to you um getting an insight into the film as well uh, uh you know revealing a few secrets on it so um so <laughs> really cool um before you go of course i want to uh yeah to give a, a shout out to yourself as well as well as other projects that you've got in the works you've you've tantalized us with a couple um right, right. uh actually tell us about those first before your um your contact details right so i guess the uh the the main what we worked on after moon night which is we've already finished filming for the most part mm-hmm. um is the prowler which mm. for those who don't know is another uh, even more obscure, I, I, I think at this mm-hmm. point, Marvel uh, Spider-Man character, yeah. who uh, the version we're doing started off as a villain and then turned into a hero um, with the help of Spider-Man. And we've kind of switched it to where instead of the help of Spider-Man, it's the help of Moon Knight. Um, and so we basically, Spider-Man kind of plays a mentor character in Prowler's origin story. And we've, we've swapped him out with Moon Knight and taken a few other creative liberties. And we've basically made a kind of a action comedy superhero movie of a, of a guy who basically try, makes an, a cool outfit to, to rob and get money and then realize that like maybe he shouldn't be doing that and then <laughs> – forced into a situation where he actually has to make a choice is he going to be a burglar or is he going to be a hero and um and that's kind of the uh the the pitch for the short so that's been um really fun um and it's that one we actually it's been taking a lot longer to edit than normal Mm -hmm. (laughs) um because i've been caught up in some some other stuff we have a feature Mm -hmm. film we're working on actually um and so like it's like it's a kind of crazy um mixed bag of what do I want to work on today yeah um but but long story short we're still working on the prowler we might have a few shooting days um and, and moon knight will be in there cool. with a new costume donning <laughs> the the pure white this mm-hmm. time um and we got a a really cool redesign I'm really proud of it wow. um me and, and and my friend Joe Crusader Wagner and then and, and Kathy Swanson I gotta drop those names because they're they're my favorite <laughs> um the, we, we put together um what i think is a really cool suit and that picture is actually already out online i think comicbook.com wrote an article about the outfit because i just put it on instagram and then somehow oh, they wow. found it and yeah so um i have that picture too i i can send it to you oh um, please do please do but yeah it's been it's my my phone lock screen for a while <laughs> but but yeah that's that'll be coming out soon i can't say when yet um, but, um, because I don't, I don't know sure. truthfully. Um, but, but yeah, that's what we're working on. And then uh, eventually a, a feature film called E equals, um, and I'll, I'll stop pitching my stuff to you. No, now. no, no, please, please <laughs> let us know about the, uh, the, what's a feature film? How, how's that going? Is that going to, is there a release kind of date for that or so, can you divulge much? I mean, I, at this point we're still knee deep in pre-production. So oh, okay. we, 
we're on like a draft 532 of the script. Um, hopefully it's the last one. <laughs> you know, mm, we're we're wow. doing some uh, some re rewrites on the script and and really making sure we have the best story possible to tell before we just start, um, you know, filming it. And so we're we're in the pre-production of that. We're working with a, a an amazing producer who's helping us along the way. Um, and the plan is to start principal photography um, at the end of this summer, and um, and hopefully release it on some form of streaming platform. Uh, we're not sure yet, um, cool. but uh, it's a it's another character-driven piece. Um, this time, a, a sci-fi sort of action drama, and I'm super excited about that. Uh, I can't say too much about it because sure. there's a lot of things still up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, really looking forward to that um, soon. <laughs> oh, fantastic. We're, we're going to um, obviously include all of Caden's um, uh, relative links uh, in the show notes, so go check it out, Loonies. Um, fantastic, Caden. I, I can't wait. And um, all the very best for, for those future endeavors. I hope you keep in touch with us as well. Uh, we'd love to yeah. have you on the show Whenever you, you're available as well, um, love to talk about the the Moon Knight and Prowler coming on. Uh, yeah, it's 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 very exciting. It sounds like very exciting times for you. So, yeah, it definitely is. Um, it's uh, I mean, my my videos get comments now on YouTube. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I get awesome. to read what other people say, think, for better or worse. Um, it's, <laughs> it's 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 a it's a fun time. And lots of things in the works. So yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Like you got to take the good, um, the bad with the good as well. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of flack, um, but um, right. but you know, you guys are you guys are doing a great job. Um, it's, like I said, it's phenomenal stuff with with Moon Knight. Can only just wait with bated breath for for the sequel. So um, oh, so most excellent stuff. Um, so Caden, yeah, where can where can loonies find you if they want to contact you or check up on your stuff? Mm. Um, so I mean, I guess my my Instagram is a is a really good place. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I also post a lot of my uh my my photography as well, mm-hmm. and some um some cool BTS stuff of film projects. But that's just my my first and last name with two underscores in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, my Instagram's good. I have a a Facebook page for Paradox Studios, um, and and those are the the two primary places. And of course, my my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Where you can find the the Moon Knight film, and where you'll be able to find the Prowler film, uh, whenever that may be. Fantastic. Well, uh, Looney's, please check it out. Uh, like I said, uh, see this episode as a a complimentary piece to to this short film. Uh, we've got another. Looks like we've got another Moon Knight sequel. Uh, fan film on the way from Caden, so I uh, can't wait for that, and and uh, the Prowler film as well. Uh, just with shout-outs as well, a little quick one, just since we're um, we're talking about writing and filmmaking here, Caden, I wanted to give another shout-out. Um, so, Loonies, you may have seen on our newsletter, we are undertaking a massive project in association with Paint Monks Library. It's a website which uh, does all sorts of reviews. We are going to be reviewing all the Moonlight comics, and I mean all of them, from 1975 oh <laughs> till present day, wow. so uh, so please that will be. Oh, I was about to say, please check it out. It's not ready yet. It's going to be um, <laughs> January 2020. We roll it out. We have a great bunch of loonies. Um, I like to call us uh, ITK scribes. We've got a little uh, you know writing room um, in the works. Um, Paint Monk Studio, uh, Paint Monk Library, sorry, hosted by Wally Monk. Uh, a big shout out to our ITK scribes: Harrison, John, Royal, Smith. 
Josh Fielding, Justin Osgood, and Russell Morin. Uh, you guys are brilliant, and you guys are pumping out some great reviews. Um, I'm going to throw my two cents in there as well, write a couple of reviews, keep it going. But it's essentially one review a week, starting from January 2020, and uh, so that'll be four, just under 400-odd issues yeah. to review so that's crazy a lot of fun yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> and, and it's kind of complimentary as well with our with our podcast because we are reviewing the comic books as well so um so check out punk monks library and paint sorry paint monks library anyway um heaps of great reviews there get us um familiar with the website it's it's all good um great stuff well um Next phase also, the phase of the moon will be a waxing crescent. So we have been blessed with a full moon tonight. Next week will be a waxing crescent, which means it is our Lunapic Classic Run review. And we'll be reviewing Moon Knight. I'm sure you have this, Caden. Moon Knight Volume 1 by Doug Mensch, Issue 10. It includes the Midnight Man uh, mm. and Bushman yeah. in there. Yep. So a mm-hmm. uh, guest reviewer, one of our good loonies, Noel. Looney Tunes. He'll be joining us for that review. That should be fun. Um, uh, finally, as well, just a little plug to the to the collective. We are part of the collective network. Um, a whole heap of great podcasts. Please give it a listen. Uh, no, no prowler podcast yet, Caden, but hopefully in the works. <laughs> one day, <right? laughs> uh, one day. But there are the likes of um, there's a name or podcast. There is the Iron Fist podcast, Ghost Rider, Venom. Um, it's all there. Oh, Venom there, Caden. You should check it out. Hey, we are Venomaniacs. Yeah. Really good guys yeah. there. Um, so go check us out. We all have the same kind of um, ideals and, and uh, where we want to go, and we just support each other, so go check them out. Finally, you can contact us on email, itkmoonnight at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, all that pizzazz. All that's in the show notes. I'm not going to bore you with that. <laughs> um, um, so And finally, iTunes ratings, please give us a rating if you can. Um, if you want us to do something on the show, let us know if you we thought it was a bad episode or a bad rate, uh, you know, give us a bad rating, please do as well. We're always amenable to change and to improve ourselves. Caden, thank you once again for an awesome conversation. Um, again, all the very best. You, you're a top bloke um, and you do marvellous stuff. Um, I, hey, I hope, no pun intended, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you just keep on, keep on doing it. It's great. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. It was fun to talk about Moon Knight. You know, we can't really do that with a lot of people. You know, at yeah. this point, it's still pretty obscure. So it's it's awesome to have conversations like this. Fantastic. Oh, actually, a couple of things. Final things. Um, number one, I forgot to mention Bushman. Will we see Bushman? We saw him at the end of the first one. Will yeah. we see him in yeah, the yeah. second one? I mean, I can't really say the Prowler is the second one. Oh, it's okay. more like he's he's... He's in there, but it's not really his story. So okay, sure, sure. I don't know if I'm ever going to continue anything with that. I mean, at that point, I kind of just put it in there to be a nice little okay. nice little <laughs> nod um, yeah. to show that something bigger is happening behind all, all the bad guys' stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he is – I mean, he's I, Moon Knight's main mm. nemesis. So, I mean, I felt like 
I, I had to put him in there somewhere. But do I actually have a big plan for him? I can't say I do. Okay. Uh, I'm well, not Kevin Feige. I don't have the 10-year the span of, <laughs> of plans. <laughs> well, we hope that you do get the urge some sometime down the track because it's um, keep them coming, Caden. Um, they're really great, great films so far. So um, oh, big thank you. Thank and, you. and finally, sorry, any, any more shout-outs that you want to give to um, your fantastic crew and cast? Mm, I mean, everyone who worked on it deserves a shout-out. Um, and that would take a while. <laughs> so, I mean, I, 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 I'll just be general and I'd say I'm super thankful to to everyone who, who uh, came together and be a part of it. Um, whether they were film fans or Moon Knight fans or both, um, it was an awesome experience. And, and whether people like it or not is entitled to their opinion. But we had an awesome time making it, and uh, and I'm really thankful for for the experience. So I'm yeah, huge shout out to all the all the people who who worked on it or or watched it and shared it that was awesome too <laughs> fantastic thank you so much Caden. all the very best and as we always say may conchu watch over the denizens of the night catch you later loonies moon knight and affiliated characters stories and events are properties of marvel characters incorporated Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.